diving touchdown catch is made, and the Packers have won. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. An unbelievable finish. Your dagger! No, 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 no. Here's how it's done. And there is your dagger! All right. Well, I got my alpha brain taken, my new mood Dang. taken. <laughs> you know, if you could use the code word Rogan. Get 10% off any and all supplements on it.com. Anyway. We're also brought to you by Sherry's Berry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into the Packers. So we've um, been off. I've been off for a couple, like a week and two weeks. Been kind of busy around here. So finally back. Got some time. Do an actual podcast. We don't really need to talk about the Saints game or, or anything in particular. No. More, more so just like thoughts. Because... I have a feeling this one might not be such a positive podcast like I normally like to promote because after we had texted, well, once the game was over, I went to the game and oh, me yeah. and I went on just a tirade on, on texting to you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So what was I talking about? <laughs> just how there's not, there's nothing overly good about what Capers is doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll admit fully that I'm a big-time homer and I am reactionary. That's why I don't like doing podcasts right after games because I just, I get pissed and I say, you know what, we got to throw everybody. You got to just cut everybody. And I know, <laughs> you know I've been guilty of that. I text you all the time just bitching constantly. But, right. you know. I usually give a pretty level level head towards things, but yeah, this time I completely 100% stand by my my thoughts, and I've been kind of saying it the last couple of years that I think the that NFL has just passed up down capers personally. Yeah. Uh huh. And it's like it's just the way of the sport, really, that different systems, different styles just fade out. But that's you know what you become really good at yeah you're not really gonna adapt from it yeah it's just it's just frustrating when you see the same thing every single game and it just doesn't get corrected Mm -hmm. like i sent you the picture of there was a certain play the lions had it on the 40 it ended up being an incomplete pass 
not entirely the defensive making a defense making a good play, but they stacked nine in the box. If you include the two corners on press coverage on the outside, mm-hmm. they had the strong safety. I don't even remember who it was. It might have been Burnett or Josh Jones at this point, but and Haha was playing like twenty-two yards deep, like a punt returner. So you know, and the Lions were five wide in a shotgun. It wasn't like they had were showing run at all. No. And if you're going to do that, in my opinion, if you're going to stack the box like that, rush six or seven and try to get to – I mean, I would be more okay with them trying to blitz or do something crazy and them getting burned on it than them showing blitz and then only rushing four. They ended up only rushing four. Like I said, it was an incomplete pass, but they ran – double crosses in the middle, and then they just ran a simple little in routes for their outside receivers. And it's like, you got four guys now completely out of position. They're not, and they've already proven themselves not to be the greatest corners. I mean, I'm not, I don't even think they're playing poorly. I think the defense in, in general is fine. But that's, I mean, and then Haha's getting to the play 20 minutes, you know, 20, he's 30 yards away. <laughs> By yeah. the time the play's done, I don't know. It was it was a real frustrating thing because you, you just see it develop, and you're like, wow, that middle is just wide open. I remember watching it from the stands. I'm like, oh, here comes a cross. And, ugh. What? I mean, what you're trying to do there, obviously, is look like you're, you're going all I, I completely list. understand what they're trying to and... do, but it's not time to get cute anymore. McCarthy does it too, and it's just like, let's play football. <laughs> let's not try and disguise things when you're not a threat. Everyone, mm-hmm. it's it's like every single coach knows, or every single opposing team knows. Oh, this is just a this is just a disguise blitz. It's not a blitz, and they're just gonna pick it apart. It happens constantly, and then when they do bring seven or eight on the Theo Riddick play, they brought seven or eight in the blitz. And guess what happens? They throw a screen right down the middle and he goes for 60 yards pretty much untouched. Yeah. I mean, until the very end, obviously. But I mean, it, it, it honestly does look at times like it's 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 literally the perfect play call against what the Packers are trying to do. Yeah, it's I can stunt. understand that it happens one or two times in a game. But, but it happens constantly. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know what like what Capers is trying to do exactly. all the time or, or what all these sorts of things. Like, I'm not a defensive... I'm not a... Like, I'm not a... I'm not an NFL coach or anything or a scout, but I, I, you, why does it, why does it look like we rush and do a blitz and then they run a screen and it's literally like the most high school thing in the world. Yeah. Thinking about screen in a third and nine. And Stafford is good enough to be able to take six or seven steps back on a back pedal and just kind of loft it over the top of the blitz. And he, I mean, he's a good quarterback. I'm not trying to sit here and say he's bad, but. No, he looked like Joe Montana out there on Sunday or Monday mm-hmm. night. I mean, he was hitting some really good throws that were. It was they were good, but they weren't. They weren't anything like no, when you but, see Rodgers make some throws. Like Jesus, how did he do that? How did he fit well, that no, in there? It was just like, oh, it was a good toss. He, you know, he's a good. He's a good quarterback. I don't think he's the a top five, no. but no, he's definitely up there though. He's yeah, better than some of the quarterbacks. Good. No, he's good. I'm not even saying that he's not good. He's a very good quarterback. He's very serviceable, but yeah. he's not as good as what he looked like on Monday. 
And it wasn't, like I said, again, it wasn't, I watched and I'm like, I made it a point to not get too drunk for the game and watch, like, from an ups, ups perspective, you know, with the, the view you don't get from the TV. And it's just like, man, these defenders aren't even out of position. They're, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're just way off. They're playing off. Haha's ha nowhere to be found. It's like they're just making them backpedal and play safety valve the whole time. And I've made this okay. comment before to you. It's like they're it's like they're playing with ten guys on the field. That's how it seems like. Yeah. It's and what's even more frustrating is at times when the offense struggles like this, and even like I can remember it back when it was a couple years ago in uh you know, then when the offense was really struggling and not putting up great points, you know, like yeah, uh, was that fifteen? And it was you're just watching like the receivers run downfield and then wait for wait till you know have a broken play and everything. But then you watch other teams run these like these fairly simple little sorts of things, but then the receivers get wide open against the Packers, and you just sit there and you're like, why? Why can we not do that? Right. But it's that it's it's like that now when you're watching opposing offenses do just make you look stupid with some with and these aren't you know these aren't all time great offenses that are making them you look foolish. I've made the comment to a few people this week, and obviously I want the Packers to win this weekend. Yeah, but I would really not be that upset if it's like a thirty-eight to thirty-four win for the Packers, and Mitch Trubisky just lights the defense up the same way Stafford does. And Mitch Trubisky, again, he's unproven. We don't know what he's going to be, and I don't want to sit yeah. here and make comparisons to him. To you know, that he's bad. People say he's terrible, but like, I mean, Christ, it's his fourth game, and he's still learning the system and stuff. But if he goes out I and think- looks like like what Case, Case Keenum kind of did. And it's just like he's he if he just yeah. picks up the Packers, picks them apart, that's coaching. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, like the great times this is not it's not good. This is not an offense that should beat you. That should make you look like the way the 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 way that the Lions did. So the Lions do like they've done that. They do that to a lot of teams. Right, no, no, and and, and um, that's just it. But that's what like I've been saying is the Bears they're not even it's not even one, they don't have weapons, and two, it's not an overly complicated offense. No, they're trying to run the ball and control the clock. I don't want to see the Bears dominate the Packers on the run because I think I do think the Packers are pretty good at a run defense this year. Yeah, they've improved and, greatly with with the help of the safeties and you know, and especially against a. Here's one thing they're also doing that's really like the last two games. The Saints have a guy named Alvin Kamara. Yeah, and uh, Lions have a guy named Golden Tate, and those are the two players that if you're an opposing defensive coach, you need to know who shouldn't beat you. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it seems like the Lions are doing the same thing because some of Stafford's dummy calls. I'm, this is just like compare that to the Lions when you're watching Stafford go fifty 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 fifty, and where he's pointing, he's saying something about Blake Martinez. Yeah. So clearly they're going, they're keying on one of our defensive players to know yeah. that's the guy we can't let beat us. Right. We need to be doing something like that. When Alvin Kamara, uh, it's just and it, I'm saying that this week about Tariq Cohen because yeah, because Tevin Coleman has destroyed us in the back. 
Jarek McKinnon has destroyed us in the past. Yeah, and he's like, he'll catch a five-yard, and they'll try to design plays for him against them this weekend. I know that that'll probably happen. And that's just Jordan Howard is fine, like, but he's just he's just a straight downhill power runner. Right. He's not gonna make. He's not gonna make big cuts to get away from you. Here, here's if they my... block it right, he'll yeah. He's really hard to tackle because he's a big dude. I, and where the Packers have shown great improvement, and I think Capers made a point to do this this year, is to defend the backs out of the backfield, which they've been doing kind of a decent job. Of, I mean, opposed to as opposed to. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying – I just had said that McKinnon and them guys all kind of beat up the Packers, but in the what we used to get beat on was those like little swing-out routes that they just didn't have anybody covering them. This year they're making a point to that. Mm-hmm. But teams have now said, well, we'll just run the running back right up the middle and do a yeah. little pseudo-screen pass. I don't want to see them get beat on the run. If they get destroyed on the run – I think that kind of isn't what they need to be working on. Mm-hmm. They, they need they need to figure out a way to get off the field first of all. <laughs> yeah, and because that's I mean we can we don't have to transition over the offense yet, but that's been part of what is happening with the offense at times. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was maybe it was this last game or it was the Saints game, but you're sitting there and Honey's getting something going. You know, I think they had a decent scheme for him, a decent script for him early in the game. But then all of a sudden, the defense gives up a seven-minute drive, and the offense is—they don't remember what the hell they're doing. Here's the what. The, I mean, I shouldn't say, but you know, they know what they're doing. But you know, it's like you completely lose all that rhythm and momentum you're getting. I've noticed this with even with Rodgers, and this is again scheme and coaching. They they their first fifteen plays always looks good. Every single week, Hunley scores. He had a great drive the first. I mean, granted, they got the field goal block, but that was a good drive. Yeah. He looked fine. They had a couple of little runs that kind of got got bottled up, but then he, he took the ball, and he, he I mean, they marched right up the field on the Lions. And the Lions aren't a great defensive team, but they did the same thing against the Saints. Mm-hmm. Not so much against the Vikings, but then they come out, and they're flat until the last two minutes of the game, of the half, and they did the same thing. They They marched right down the field. Again, another play where Hundley probably shouldn't have thrown the ball across the middle, but mm-hmm. you know you got to work on that fire drill kick, and you got you got it off at the end of the day. It it it, it worked, but the the most frustrating thing is that middle time where it seems like McCarthy has no idea what the hell he's doing calling plays. It's like yeah. you had said before the game, we're gonna go all over the place. There's no there's no structure to this podcast yeah, there's at all. No, so don't um, don't think you're gonna be Yeah, there's no nothing. So you had said before the game, I wanna see them kinda do some sweeps and jets and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With Davis and Cobb and, and I was like, Yeah, but I I I don't like when the Packers get cute. They got cute with that nine guys in the box and one one guy de- it's just like don't get cute. Just play. I mean, you have so many problems offensively and defensively right now that you have to dumb down your play. Like, okay, it's fourth and two on the 50. Some people say he shouldn't have gone for it. I 100% agree with the, with the call to go for it there. Yeah. What was it? And then end of the beginning of the third, they just had gone down 17 to three. Mm-hmm. The crowd was into it. Like sometimes you got to play to the crowd. I, I don't like it all the time, but like, if they get that, that fires the crowd up the right back into it. That's the most flat yeah. I've ever seen Lambo 
ever. Well, that's that's and like when. Oh, let me just finish. Let me just no, it's okay. And then you have an option to do one of two things. You can either just completely fall on your face, which they did with the dumbass sweep play, where Hunley's in the shotgun. I saw it coming right right away. I call in the stands. I'm like, oh, here comes a jet because he's he starts motioning, and then Hunley picks it up and just flips it right to him. And it's like the Lions completely knew it was coming because they ran right. I mean, it wasn't even close to being able to be breaking out. Uh-huh. What, why don't you just run it? And again, I don't. I want to reiterate the fact that I don't think I'm smarter than Mike McCarthy. I don't think I'm smarter than any other offensive. You know what I mean? But it's just like uh-huh. the dumbass can see this happening from the stands, and it's just like, come on, dude, do something different that's not so predictable. It's like by being unpredictable, you're being predictable at this point. What's hard is that it's. Well, yeah, like going back to, I love the call because, like I've been trying to say, is at this point in a season, like the way things are going and like with, you know, the way some other teams in the league are playing, like you've got to do some things to try to get yourself hundred percent to win games. So golfing on fourth down there is fine. I like yeah, that. I didn't, I didn't love it either because if they're not, they're not showing that, they're not showing that motion enough constantly. They don't do it at all unless it's to Davis no, or Cobb. Yeah, that's the thing is they're not doing it unless it's a see the 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 Chiefs and other teams do that with their really athletic receivers like Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. They have success with it because they do it a lot, and so it, the Badgers and, uh, do it with Jazz Peavy, or they did. Yeah, a and lot. Hill and Hill is and Hill's uh, one of the fastest players in the league, so it's different than having a run with Cobb. I, uh, it isn't though because if you do it constantly. Teams don't know well, when yeah. it's coming and when it's not. When, when it's, yeah, and when it's fourth and two, a team is probably sitting there going like, "Okay, they're gonna get cute here." Especially when you have a, especially when you have a, a, a quarterback. You can call him a rookie quarterback. Dare, He's essentially they're a gonna, yeah. Well, when you have Hunley, who's the team is gonna dare to beat him. They're gonna dare on that play on that fourth and two. They're gonna dare Hunley to beat him, beat them. He's shown that he can with his legs, especially, which is the most frustrating part. Bootleg him out. If he doesn't get his read instantly, granted, his reads are going to be a little slower than Rodgers. He's going to cut off Uh quicker than what Rodgers normally would, and we just got to live with that at this point. You don't have Aaron Rodgers back there. So give him that little extra time, and if he Uh goes through his reads in two seconds as opposed to four, let him run. Because he's gonna make he he showed yeah. some great scaping ability a couple times where he did those high steps getaways that Rodgers kind of does. Uh-huh. He had a couple of nice designed option runs, which they only ran it once, and he got twelve yards. Uh-huh. But once again, it's one of those plays that if they run it once on on tomorrow or Sunday, the Bears are gonna see it coming. Now you gotta have yeah. that motion, you know, do those read options a few times. Why not at this point? <laughs> This is a this is going to be a matchup of the Bears are are, safe, are favored by six week. points. <laughs> That's crazy. They've never been favored by that much. No, in a uh, like twenty years or something. Mm-hmm. They were talking all about it down here, but I'll, I will give you a little sense of the Chicago uh, atmosphere. There's still a lot of Bears fans who don't even like their team yet, but I don't know how closely they're watching. Um, because the Bears are. Playing fine, um, they're they've got a way better defense than the Lions do. I've watched a few times and they're they're pretty not not bad. I no, don't think and, I think they're right around four and five. 
which is what their yeah. record shows. I mean, mm-hmm. so, and because they just don't have, I mean, they don't have anything really offensively, but um, I don't think they're they're trying they're they're trying to play the type. They're not going to try to beat themselves, and like that's what I think the well because uh, did Trubisky come in the last time they played them? No. No. Glennon, Glennon played the whole game. Glennon played the whole game. Okay. Yep. Because, like, I still feel like they're running the Mike Glennon offense because they don't have any weapons. So I think they're still being like, okay, Trub- I don't know if they're letting. I don't know if they're really trying to let Trubisky win games for him yet. Because like, no. I think they Which see themselves fine. as a decent team, and they're trying to win games. Now, I think but- John Fox is a really good coach, and I think that he's doing the right things. He know. Yeah. I think you know as much as you know. Coach speak. They say, "Well, we're going to win this. We got to win this." Our goal is to win the Super Bowl. He's got to know yeah. that he doesn't have a team to win the Super Bowl yet. No. And um, you got to play to the development of your players. And Mitch Trubisky, letting him just go out there and be a gunslinger isn't what he needs right now. No. Kind of like Hunley does need that type of stuff. Just let him play at this point. It's not, you know, yeah. I don't know. That's my opinion. But Yeah, it's, you, you... With developing quarterbacks, it can be really risky because I feel like Sanchez's development was hindered by the fact that the Jets were really competitive, and so they wanted him to be a game manager, and so yeah. they never. And it was the rec- And I mean, I don't know how good of a quarterback. Look at this is gonna become, what happened to Alex but, Smith. Yeah, no, that's a perfect example. Yeah, because and then you know, he was the opposite because he's the guy who turned into a game manager. Right, like, you know what I mean. Not anymore, though. Is what I'm saying is, is like he's, year, he was yeah. legitimately in conversation for the MVP this year. I don't think so much anymore. Yeah. But like what I'm saying is, is that you got took a guy, just ruined his career basically. The first six seven years, he had what six offensive coordinators and different coaches and first, yeah. And they made him just become a guy that it's like, oh well, don't let him do anything. It's like okay, let him develop. Like, yeah. Aaron Rodgers could have very well been that. If he goes to San Fran, and Alex Smith yeah. could be Aaron Rodgers right now, and it's legitimately, a, they have a very similar skill set. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is, or Smith is better, but they have a really similar skill set, and he just got screwed by his coaches essentially. Yeah, Sorry, I think well, Rodgers has a far make? better. <laughs> yeah. has a far better arm than yeah. I agree. Even making a point, um, it was basically just that. Trubisky development. Like the Bears aren't the Bears aren't. They're not trying to I don't know. They're not trying to give him too much right away. Right. It, like that's the big there's a big difference between people. I mean, I know your feelings on Andrew Luck, but Andrew Luck was the type of quarterback you could at least hand a hand a, like have more of an expansive playbook with yeah. to start. But you look at like Dak Prescott last year. He was he was a borderline game manager to a certain extent. Right. But then 100%. now they're like, but now they're like, and so was Russell Wilson. But then they're like, okay, this guy can, this guy can make plays. Let's let him make plays. Yeah. And yeah. I think Hunley could do that. Um, I just don't know. He just doesn't strike me as a game manager type of quarterback. His demeanor, his athleticism, he's got a pretty strong arm. If any, he's under, he's overthrowing guys more than he's underthrowing them. At least um, that's been the yeah. general consensus so far. But like, don't, and I don't even know if I want to say Hunt or uh, McCarthy is handcuffing him as much as he's just being predictable with him. Mm. Because I don't, I think he's allowing him to do it, but let him just play 
like look at what happened in the and it wasn't it was, it was ended up being three points, but he looked really good on that two minute drill offense. Mm-hmm. And when you're just sitting there, granted he's here's my my problem when they say, well, he's got time to develop. Some quarterbacks step in and they they play right away, no matter yeah. if their chemistry with their wide receivers or not. And that boils down to coaching, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think the the concerning thing with Hunley's game, though, is I think I heard a stat where he only completed like six passes over ten yards, like through the air. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. He actually, only threw the ball ten. So, and I don't know if that's his ability, like he his ability to throw that, or if that's them not even trying to give him that many opportunities to throw the ball like that. It's a chicken or the egg if, thing. You don't really. It's hard to know. Well, because I don't know because it if they're if if they're not going to open it up with him and like try to let him gamble, then uh, you wonder if what they see in him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because I think I I mean if you're if you're running the ball on a more consistent basis and you tr- and you are able to trust your defense with the ball on the ground, mm-hmm. then you're then you're having Hundley play game manager a little bit more. Right. And you're not gonna take as many risks with that. But I think I don't know, maybe it's hard to say because I don't know what they're trying to do every play. Because you see him drop back in the pocket, and then he goes through his reads, and then he tries to get it outside. And he can't—he can't throw in the run as well as Rodgers can. He but. Do, dude, I don't know about that. I—I would—I would. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers, but dude, he made a couple of really, really, really impressive throws against the Lions, right? On the run, and that's where I'm—you know—I'm kind of torn whether or not what to do with him because he's shown that he can do that. There was one play, there's two plays, kind of pretty much back-to-back, that, again, we talk about things changing the complete tide of the game. I think that first penalty on on Daniels changed the tide completely of the game. The headbutt to the stupid... Oh, yeah. And the third and 18 could have gotten him to punt. And who knows, that could have set the tone for the rest of the game. You don't know. It's so hard to say. And then that one, and then the no call on Darius Slay, where Hunley put a good ball up to Jordy deep on a one-on-one coverage, dude. And he was all over him. And and once again, let him play. Fine. I I I'm okay with the no call there. I don't really. I don't. I wasn't that mad about it. But it's like it happens Uh again two plays later where he was draped, and it wasn't like it was uncatchable. The ball was right there. I'm like, man, you got to make one of those calls at least. I mean, if you talk, make that play, that that call, you're down to the 20 yard line. At the very least, you're getting a field goal out of it. They end up punting that 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 possession. Yeah. The and then it's always well that that throw to Devontae Adams too. That one drive last mm-hmm. week when they had the free play and they completely blew a a pass interference call. And you know, I mean, you can't live or die by that, but you also can because the goal on throwing it deep like that is to either get a completion or an interception or uh, a penalty. Or yeah, it doesn't I mean that the goal is to get a pick, but you're more risky. I mean, you're more your opportunity for success is greater than well, especially if it if it's a free play. Yeah. But I don't know. Like did they run the read option one time and it worked fine? 
and it worked, and then they didn't run it again. And how many, I mean, they didn't. Yeah, the hard thing is, is you're, you're, I don't know, because you're, with that defense, you're, you're almost having to play catch up, so you, and I don't know if McCarthy trusted, trusted his game plan to try to keep going. And I just don't, I don't Because against the Saints, I guess, that's what kind of happened, is he just got stagnant. Yep, and that's, it, it. Again, a stagnant's a very good word because when I watched, normally what do what do condensed games normally take to watch? Like twenty eight, thirty five minutes ish. Sometimes forty, yeah. I feel like this one went by in twenty, in like eighteen minutes, because the Lions just had the ball the whole goddamn game. <laughs> and that's yeah. What's again? It's no like punts. I'd, no uh, punts is ter- you can't do that. You're not going to win any games if you don't uh, punt. If you don't make you don't the other team punt. And and what I guess it's just it's like that was one of those performances where you're sitting there going like, dude, why is he still the coach? I mean, because you're going into a must-win game, Monday Night Football at home against a division rival, and you come and you put up slow. and you put up that, yeah, you put up that stinker. Of who? A who which, are you talking about Capers? Yeah, you put up like you put up a performance like that. I don't know because I don't know what the offense needs to be. Like McCarthy's still trying to figure out how much he trusts Hunley, whether or not Hunley's even like as capable of becoming the quarterback. We we don't know. Like yeah. all of that. Like so, I give the offense the benefit of the doubt. And if they'd have lost this game, but like I didn't expect them to necessarily win this game. But I, I didn't just, either. I thought it was going to be a loss. I thought they were going to lose like 17-14 or so. Why did the defense look that bad? How do you look that bad in a game where you're needing to start doing that? And it was the same. It was similar. I want to say it was similar to the Saints because the Saints, I don't think they played that bad. It was just some. Well, you're also talking I about a Hall Saints, of Famer and Drew Brees and Matt Stafford. What you know, jury's still out on him. But in an offense of the Saints, that is really, really good. And the Lions have been sputtering. It's just, I mean, and what's crazy is it's still only week ten, and I don't know. It there's got this is an opportunity for the defense to look better. Here it is: if they can win this game and let and hold them to less than, I'm going to go less than twenty. Hmm. I thought you were going to say less than like 300 yards, but less than no, 20, no, 20 points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the Packers score 23 to 24. I mean, I don't think they're going to. I do believe the Packers have a good chance to win this game mm-hmm. because I think offensively they're starting to. As bad as they looked at some points last game, they did. They were clicking. Mm-hmm. And I think they're starting to figure it out. Personally, mm-hmm. I think Hunley's going to have a pretty good game this week. But my problem with the defense defense looking as bad as it did, it's not just that it looked bad. It looked bad, and it looked like it wasn't doing anything, Yeah. if that makes sense. If I would be 100% okay if the Lions put up 30 points like they did and the defense was blitzing and being overly aggressive and doing these things, trying all this new stuff, and Stafford just exploited it. But they were playing a base defense, dropping back every time, and they were still getting picked apart. 
Yeah. That's what's most frustrating to me. And I've told the, you that before. I wouldn't have a problem if Hundley throws four picks if he has three touchdowns and has 300 yards and just, you know, chucking it around like Watson does. Yeah. You know, yeah, Watson's going to throw a lot of picks, but also there's a reason the Houston Texans were where they are. They're going to lose eight straight games with yeah. without him there. Yeah. I believe. But Well, I know it also hurt them as their defense just com- got completely ravished by injury, which was really unfortunate. Who did? You know. Texans or the Packers? Houston. Houston. Yeah. No, no. I, yeah. I, I just wanted to. I'm, oh, I, I got meant, offensively. Yeah, I just oh, meant yeah. offensively. Like, Watson and it forces is, your. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. But. Oh, yeah. 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 But. Yep. There was not even any missed tackles last game. There wasn't too many where, like, oh, shit, that guy got burned. There wasn't any of that. It was just like, meh, the whole game. Like, uh-huh. oh, eh. Another third and six. Oh, second and 18. Golden Tate just runs through the whole defense. No one missed it's... the tackle. There's just no one there. Yeah. It's so... <laughs> it's it's, so, it's frustrating. so frustrating because it's it's the it's the screen plays that they're running to Kamara. It's the plays that they're running to Tate. It's like, these are college-level plays. These are college-level screens. It's, oh, our offensive linemen aren't that great at run blocking. Let's just get them all out in open space and let Golden Tate make plays in the open field. Yeah. And there's nothing complicated about that, no. but it's burning the shit out of the Packers' defense. Yeah, it's, I, uh, it's, it's unfortunate, and... what. It should what have never got to this. Do you know what I'm saying? Like what? And that—that's where I guess you sit there and you try not to be doom and gloom about. Maybe we'll try to. All do right. That let's here. not be no. Let's not be doom and gloom right here. Let's go through. Like, let's try let's, to get. Let's go through the defense right now. I'm gonna ask you questions, and you're just gonna answer them on your gut feeling. Okay. Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark. Where would you rank them in the in the league? As a as a tandem. As a tandem, yes, probably talent-wise, top ten. Top ten, I completely agree with you. I would say even top eight. Yeah. I mean, they're really good. I Daniels does his dumb penalties or whatever, but like, I still don't mind him being overly aggressive like that. But okay, mm-hmm. Perry and Matthews. At this point, fifteen. These are going. I'm going. I'm going. Who I think? I guess. I know it's got reaction, and I'm talking way more about it than I should. It's fine. But oh, my reaction ahead. is my reaction is top 20 talent. Yeah. But they're not – I mean, there are teams that are playing better. I'm just but, saying them two – they're still a top 15 talent, them two. Mm-hmm. Especially Perry. Maybe 15, we'll say. Matthews has lost a lot. Okay, Blake Martinez. He's damn near leading the league in tackles. Where do you say – he's a top 10 player. Mm-hmm. At his position, he's looked awesome this year. Mm-hmm. Haha Clinton Dix and Morgan Burnett as a tandem. Where do you see them? Got to remember, Haha Clinton Dix is not far off of his Pro Bowl year last year and a very, say. very good first two years. Top twelve, mm-hmm. I might put him at twelve. Like that's kind of how I, I might, you know. We'll go secondary just in the general right now. Let me say talent-wise, not how they've been playing. 
I mean, then you're just talking about Kane. Because I don't know, man. I think House is fine. The thing is, is House. I think Darren Marys Randall's fine too. I think he's a pretty good player. I think he gets a really bad reputation. Yeah, talent-wise, they've got. They've got a top. I mean, this is Homer and me also talking, but dude, that should not be anything less than a top twelve talent. Yeah. Josh Jones, you can throw him in there. I mean, the, the, my, my point I'm saying is is that this team shouldn't be getting torn apart by Matthew Stafford and the Lions. I'm really curious to see this weekend. I, I'm going to watch this game as critically as possible because I, I do believe Mitch Trubisky is going over 300 yards and having at least two touchdowns. I'm going to go with bold prediction there. And one sack. We were going to say po- We were going to say positive. I know, but I'm saying so that's, in a positive that's, light, this is a top 10 defense probably based off of uh-huh. talent alone. I mean, you break it down that way, and Dean Lowry's fine. Ahmad Brooks is fine. Like, there are all these guys that are just fine. I mean, but at the end of the day, if your worst player is Ahmad Brooks on the on the defense, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, come on, you got to be better than this. He was a, he was an eight-time pro bowler. Yeah, it was is the big thing saying there, but you know what I'm saying. The problem is, is talent is it can it only goes so far. You know, you're no. When I'm watching, that's not when true. Watching, <laughs> when you have the right coaches, talent can go a really that, long way. That's why I'm saying. Oh, like, okay, okay. Yeah, like talent only takes you so far. You can't just you know, you gotta figure out how to properly utilize the guy. Right. Um, like what it Look at guys that just left. I just Casey Hayward, like a high Julius Peppers even. Yeah, I just hate seeing when you watch like a a, a all twenty two version of the game and then you're seeing like corners in the exact same spot. Mm-hmm. Like clearly not Taking so like this is part of it where you wonder like we say how it's, but that's also on capers because he has to be able to go. It's like it's like a catch twenty two thing. Is it's like, is it the player's fault that he's not in the right position, or is it the coach's fault for not recognizing the idea that maybe this is too much for these guys? Yeah, you know, that's the whole. But what's too you you say that a lot? What's too? What do you mean by too much? Like they run the most vanilla defense I've ever seen. How is the, if that's too much? Then you gotta zone. cut the whole deep. You gotta cut them all. <laughs> yeah, well, if that's just too plays, much for them to handle. Like there's plays when two. Like I think it was against it was against the Saints, and I think I mentioned this to you. Mm-hmm. But it's like a and here we are not being positive. But it's, it's fine. about it's about this, telling this the story to get to the <laughs> to the. It's about telling the you got to tell the beginning of the story, the arc before you get to the happy end. Okay. Um. So the. the it's like a play where you got a back coming out of the backfield, and you've got Fleener in the slot, and it's like they got a, another receiver out there, and haha, you can see he like he makes a play where he just, he looks like he's gonna drop deep, and then he jumps the middle on in case there's a because he's reading maybe that Fleener's gonna do a crossing in, yeah, like a cross in, and so haha's got the middle, and then these two corners, it's a cover two, which whatever. And it's supposed to be one guy gets the shallow cross and the other guy runs with the deep mm-hmm. receiver. And that's exactly what happens is the, uh, I guess Fleener was the only, anyway. But what basically ends up happening is this Fleener 
runs a deep like sideline post. Uh, I think it's called a corner. Um, yeah, po- and, yeah, corner. And Kamara comes out of the backfield in the flat. Both uh, the corner and whoever the linebacker was is either the linebacker Martinez or it was, uh, I think it was King and Martinez or not or Jones and Martinez. Okay. And they both jumped the flat route, and that's where and it was and Breeze goes there right as they both jump it, but Fleener's also running deep and he's wide open, and Haha immediately goes like, "Who does? Where? What are you guys doing?" And on the play, it looks really stupid because Haha jumps to the middle and there's no one there. And yeah. Fleener runs a corner and he's wide open. So it looks like, oh, Haha, what the hell are you doing? But he's trying to deceive Breeze to try to pick a playoff. Yeah. But it's things like that where it's like you can't both go after the flat. You can't both go after the same guy and leave another guy wide open and commit. Like, And that's a communication thing. That's a, to me, that's not that's even a, a capable problem. A, no, that's a that's – a, that's and that's this is why you you wonder what they how much faith they have in, in some of these more talented players like Jones like everyone says well why don't they play Jones more early in the season and then you're like well because you see plays where he doesn't even know where he's supposed to be but right. then you say okay so um, I just want to finish this one thought but it's it's literally like there there's there are things you run on defense and I don't know if the Packers are necessarily doing it but there's things where it's like okay if this guy if this guy crosses across the middle, then I take him in man, and then you drop you drop back. But if if they if they cross, then we both like you. Then then it becomes a zone. Like does that like there's just there's just certain schemes that some defenses run. Like okay, if this is a if they run this, then we're in you're in man and I'm in this. Or but if not, then I'm in man and you're in zone. Like it, teams do stuff like that, and it sounds really like. I say it like, and I sound like it's a really stupid way to say it. And I, I hope it makes sense. Saying. It makes sense, but it's things like that, and it's like it should be as simple as, "Oh, I have I'm supposed to have the back on the backfield, and you're supposed to go deep." Or if like, and it's like you can't both be doing the same thing. Right. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Which so those those and it's like that's where you sit there and you go like, you hate on capers this end. And you hate MD. Okay, hold on but just it's... one second. Before you finish this thought, I got to do something quick. Um, okay. Obviously, the people won't be listening. All right. Well, I don't have the iron bladder that some famous podcasters have. <laughs> the iron bladder. It's the new uh, Netflix. Uh, uh, <laughs> Marvel movie. Marvel, Marvel movie. Um, okay. They... So anyway. What do the Packers need to do going forward, in your personal opinion, offensively and defensively? We'll start with offense. We've been pretty critical of the defense this whole time. I'll say run. I mean, it'll, it'll literally be run the ball. I mean, I I would like to see them at this point carry it 25 times. Completely change the whole philosophy of their offense. Almost. I yeah. mean, you're, or just or just... It's something. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, if it's you don't have if you if they don't have faith in Hunley like to do things, then you need to try to succeed in a different way because right. it's not playing it's prevent not offense isn't working. <laughs> yeah, 
uh, if you had a good defense, that would be a different case. But right. they're not. They don't have a defense playing well right now. We'll go back to one of my favorite games, and I know one of your favorite games because we've spoken about this. It was 2010, the Jets game. Ah, uh, yes. When the defense wasn't good, that's when Dom Capers was at his key peak. He realized yeah. what he had, and talent-wise, I don't think they're much bit different other than that they had arguably one of the greatest corners who's ever played the game, mm-hmm. you know, and then Nick Collins, who could have been one of the greatest safeties who ever played the game. He was uh-huh. so phenomenal, and that was just such an unfortunate thing that happened. But you would peak they go, It was a team that was doing well, the Jets. They're AFC title type of team. They came. Up, I think they might have come off of an AFC title game in '09. And you just oh, go out have, yeah. and shut them out at home. It was 9-0, to zero, and it was one of the best games you and I both will agree. Mm-hmm. And that's what needs was... to happen. Something drastic. Because they weren't even playing that well up until that point, the defense. No, they the, were whole, pl- the whole team. They were like four in. Four in, no. They dropped the two in a row to Miami and... Washington at one point, yep. I remember. And that's when you're sitting there going like, okay, this is... And it wasn't, they were bad losses too, because Miami, they, well, I, I want to say it doesn't matter. They were matter. both overtime. My, my memory is whatever, but yeah, they were both overtime, but it was a lot of points scored in both games. I think I was that was a at. Donovan McNabb Redskins team. Yeah, I think <laughs> you're right. Um, but yes, and something clicked. Mike McCarthy maybe said something, or Dom Cabers, something needs to change. Mm-hmm. And like you said, with off- offensively, we'll go back to offense because I'm going to start being critical of defense again. I can just feel it. Yeah. But I, I, I tend to agree with you. But also, if you're going to take the lid off of off of Hunley, take the freaking lid off of him. Yeah. I mean, let him throw the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, and act not little one yard outs. Here's one thing that I've noticed that's I'm the most critical. He's not good at throwing the screen. He's missed it every time they've tried it. Like uh-huh. he he's one of those he panics and just chucks it into the ground. Because he doesn't let it fully develop. He just is that quarter of a second, a half second too slow, which makes completely all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And or just throw it, let him I don't know. It's hard it's hard for me to say because I don't, it, I don't think the offense is far off, personally. No. I mean, what I guess, even as I sit here saying run the ball more, it's going to be a little more difficult with the log out for the year. And without, uh, with two tight ends who aren't outstanding blockers. But then, I don't know, just try it. Because I'm, I'm sure whoever's going to end up starting at right tackle. Uh, it's it springs be back. Definitely. Uh, I don't know yet. I haven't heard anything because he was. Well, can they? They still haven't brought anyone back off of IRs, so they could still. They have do two designations left. Yeah, they, they have haven't used. Probably Spriggs and Rogers, depending on the on the season. If yeah, they if they drop this game in the next game, Rogers is not coming back. Oh yeah, if, I mean, there's if there's zero chance. But here's I mean, the thing: you're playing the damn the bear, which. I'm not going to be critical the of the Bears. Goddamn Bears. I'm not going to be that critical because I think they're rebuilding and they think they're pretty good for – they're ahead of schedule, if anything. But you could you can win this game, definitely. Mm-hmm. You can for sure beat the beat the Ravens. And then you got Cleveland, 
I mean, yeah. it wouldn't be that far-fetched with the Packers playing as poorly as they have to go 3-0 and in the next three weeks. And you're talking about a 7-4 and team with yeah, the possibility and- of Aaron Rodgers coming back. You know, it's not – and I hate being overly positive and overly optimistic, but I just can't help myself being a homer that I am. You can't not be, though, because – They don't have a hard schedule. <laughs> and then they got no. Tampa mixed in there, too. Who's two and yeah. whatever? doesn't matter. And the Vikings have a brutal schedule. I think they have like five of – well, not including that. Well, they were just on by. Yeah, they have like five or six road games. Yeah. And so it's like – With I mean, four I different quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Well, and are they even going to Bridgewater yet? Probably not. He only no, just got no. activated and started practicing. No. no. Um, that would be really – But, I mean um, – it's just it's just one of those things that that's what makes it the most frustrating these last two weeks. And I even when I first did the podcast after Hunley became the starter, I didn't think they were going to win either of these two games. I said the Saints was a loss and the Lions were probably a loss. Uh huh. If I remember correctly, I may have said the Lions game is a winnable game, which is it, it was a winnable game. The Packers yeah. were favored in the game. Yeah. I mean, let's all not forget that they were. What one or two point, whatever it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But and then if you have the unfortunate, like you knew that you knew there was that it was a risk kicking a field goal at any point in that game. Yeah. But then they also, but then they also ran one of the most impressive. This is a little tangent. They ran one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. I when they ran onto that field goal right at the end, I I get I thought there was zero chance. When they ran that play, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? That was so stupid. And then Hundley and then runs up to the thing and going like this. It's like, dude, it's fourth down. You can't do that. <laughs> I mean, my thought there was, I said, I almost was like, dude, just take a shot at the end zone. You're not going to yeah. get the field goal off. Like, I'm like saying that. I'm like, oh, my God, how did that work? Anyway, but. It was nice. It was nice But, to yeah, see. I mean, you're going to need a field goal kicking game to to win this game. Which kind of sucks because you also are on your third goddamn line, long snapper. Two long snappers have gone on the IR. <laughs> yeah, the one he broke his he broke his foot because someone stepped on him, or what was it? <laughs> I I don't want to I don't want to like you know because shit happens. I'm not like dissing right. the guy. Like the, it's just a bad luck. Like like oh my god, in a nut. It sucks. Yeah, uh, and people, we've you and I are the types who will sit back and say. You guys don't know how important and how hard it is to be a long snapper. <laughs> I yeah. mean, how, how hard just, is it? Just like the fact that they can get the ball back with the spirals pointing where they want them to be pointing by the time it reaches the punter's hand or the mm-hmm. you know the punter and the hold, the holder is generally the punter mm-hmm. now, but yeah. And then you have the you're on your third one, and Crosby, that that one that that was blocked. I mean, there's nothing really you can do about that. But Mm-mm. I mean, you don't. Who knows? Because it was right over the top of the center. The guy jumped. I mean, it, that could be one of those things where he's a half a second slow and doesn't get get. Yeah. You know. You know what I'm saying? And like he's so focused on getting it right, right which is which is understandable. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was impressive. <laughs> Um, I, and then, especially with, yeah, the guys never snap, but I, but yeah, going forward, like on offense, do something, do something that looks, that resembles anything different. 
I guess that's my biggest my biggest concern. Both sides of the ball, let's just say, doing that. Yeah. Well, and the Capers defense have had in twenty fifteen that defense turned it around, started playing really well later in the season. Yeah. And was carrying them for games when mm-hmm. their offense wasn't doing anything. And like I need to see I would like to see that. I I don't want to see more of the same. I do not like if it the if Bears it win twenty four to seven. I mean, and it's it's hard too because offensively, like the Bears' defense is playing really well, and so to sit here and say, you know, I guess I'm more I'm more looking for something more defensively because this is a type of game that they should be able to just match up and be better than their offense. Like that's my honest opinion of it. It Here, shouldn't even. It shouldn't be. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. If the Packers are gonna lose this week, let's just let's just go for the sake of argument. Packers lose this week. Uh-huh. I would 100 percent rather see them just get completely throttled by a bad Bears offensive team than yeah. losing to the last second field goal or something because the defense couldn't. You know, one of those things yeah. where the defense. Shows you know puts up a fight and they lose seventeen to fourteen. I don't I don't want to see them lose seventeen to fourteen. I want if they're gonna lose, I want to see them lose forty five to three, or you know something like that. That's it's the just... weirdest. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. But do you understand what I'm saying? Because you'd rather just see that they're bad. No, I'd rather see them be like, look, we need to make a freaking change somewhere. Yeah. I don't I don't want to see them barely lose. I want to see, obviously, of course I want to see them win. But uh-huh. I don't want to see them barely lose and us be like, well, we just got to fix this, fix that, fix this. It's like, yeah, okay, we've been saying that for four years now. Maybe it's time to yeah. cut ties with with two coaches, potentially. I mean, I'm not even fully sold on McCarthy anymore. Uh, I, uh, uh, it's hard for me to say, but, like, dude, I like Mike McCarthy, but, man. You just have, I guess I, the big thing is, is you just have to... Be smart about who you bring in. Mm-hmm. I know, I, because I agree. Because you can't bring in a coach who's going to be... Like, there's certain personalities of coach that I don't think could work with Rodgers. Like, you wouldn't want to hire a... Adam Gase. Like a John Fox. Yeah, or a, right. A John Fox. Because John Fox would just be... It would... He'd be like... I don't know. I just think it would butt heads because Rodgers wants to be able to run what he runs. And, and I mean, if you came in and you were a coach and you didn't let him do that, you'd be a freaking moron. Yeah. But it's kind of like the, I always think of it as the Ken Maka Brewers. <laughs> because the big problem with Ken, he was conservative. He, like, he put the reins on them as, like, like as, as, as individuals while playing. Like, and so there was a little bit of a, Scott Skiles bucks like, of no, the Brennan let Jennings guys, era. Let these guys let these guys have a little fun after they hit a home run. Season. Yeah. Anyway, I see your point though, like because that is the problem with this team is that it never seems to be different or it, it doesn't nope. seem to change. Here, let's just say like, the Packers in 2010 play. it did. Mm-hmm. In 2010 it did. Like because that was when people were like, ah, they're not any good, and I was like, well, you know, they're still it's fine. And then, uh, like, I had, like, real hope that there was still plenty of potential there. And mm-hmm. then they, they turn around and they start playing really well. 
But I think back to 2015 when the offense is struggling for the entire season and you're sitting there and like, and every week you're like, they got to do something different. They're going to do something different, right? Because it hasn't been working. And they come out and it does, and they, it, nothing's changed. Switched just Clay like, to middle linebacker in 2015. Mm-hmm. That made the defense a lot better. Why not try it at this point? He's not getting any penetration on, on, the, on the line. And because they can, they can play off of him if he's playing on the outside. He's still athletic enough to play with middle. But he can't. He just he's too slow on the outside now. I mean, unfortunately, it sucks to say Clay Matthews is getting too old, but it looks like his style of play isn't isn't cohesive anymore because he's too no. Late. It's if you put him in the middle though, then he becomes harder to to protect or block. You can't because if here's what it is: if he's on the if he's on the outside, teams can go let him rush upfield and we'll just run past him. Or they can go, okay, we're just not going to run that way with this type of play because he can make a play on it. So he has way more playmaking opportunity in the in the middle. Yeah. As weird as that sounds, because yep. like, you want to be able to rush the passer. But if you have him and Martinez in the middle, think of your ability to blitz there. Right. I guess the only concern with it is what's your depth at outside linebacker? You have Joe Thomas Perry. is coming back. Yeah, I guess he I, he's a little too small to play outside. But he can. I'm saying, like, yeah. you have options. You have back roll. But, but, uh, but Brooks. Beagle. Brooks is Brooks. coming back. Like, you got you got depth now. Yeah. And, man, what does Clay have? Two sacks? One sack this year? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't. It, if It's not more than Perry, and I think Perry's only got a four and a half or three and a half. I guess the only thing is, I guess, I mean, they wouldn't really tell you that Matthews is playing. Middle linebacker in practice. No, they wouldn't come on. No, they shouldn't. Nor, nor should they. But yeah, defensively, like you said, and if they come out and they just start being world beaters, I'll fine. Keep capers. Yeah, but that's like, what's hard. Yeah, is because he, they've he's done he, it. They turn it around in the past. But I don't want it to happen anymore. Where they turn around, they get to the NFC Championship again. And they just get blown out because well, he, their defense never really turned it around last year. No, but here, here's mean, they, the, here's the problem. Yeah, this is what sucks, and also what's great about liking this team. They could win these next three games, then go and beat Tampa, win their next four games. Rodgers comes back, and you're legitimately a Super Bowl contender again. Yeah, just from being that, you know what I mean? And and that's where yeah. it's like. We're sitting here and we're being critical. We're doing all this, and then we're back to this positive light. But we're sitting here being critical. Everything needs to change. Burn the house down. But if it changes, you're right back in it because the NFC is not that strong this year. No, there's not a. There's not a. I mean, I mean, even Philly. I'm not 100 percent believers in Philly yet. Well, no, they have a second year quarterback. Right. Who's looking great? Let's be honest. Yeah, he is. I mean, they're looking awesome. One, but it's just one of those things where it's. I mean, Dallas was looking great with a second-year quarterback last year too, and look what happened. Yeah. Um, but my, uh, it's it's. I understand what you're saying, and this is a thing I've heard them talk about on uh, ESPN Radio with uh, Madison, mm-hmm. and they're talking about would you rather lose, know you're going to be banned for five years if you knew you're going to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Or would you rather be? what the Packers are now, where they they have a chance every year. And I tell you this, it's great. I mean, and obviously in that theory, you know you're winning the Super Bowl, 
Right, which is but, obviously is impossible, but but I do not like the idea of like what hurt me. I hurt me. Like, I was a little <laughs> emotionally hurt. But when Rogers gets hurt, is you sit there and you go, "Oh, remember last year when I went to the Packer bar with my brother and and we watched the Cowboy game and when Crosby hit that field goal, like Trevor jumped on my back and we went absolutely insane." Yeah, you lose all that now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you would have, like, so I get the idea that you really want this, the change and this complete turnover. Like, you want them to have to do that. Mm-hmm. Because, but there's also that part of you that goes, what if a new coach comes in and they're. They're terrible they're, for a couple of years. And they're worse. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's Rodgers and he's only got, like, because you're running on a Rodgers. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. it's not, and the problem is, is with the with him on this team, even the way the defense is, they're winning. They're win, They win. They beat. They probably beat Minnesota, and they probably beat uh, New Orleans. New Orleans and <laughs> Detroit at home. Like I mean, they're, and then you're they're, looking they're, at a team that's what eight and eight and one, if, if that's the case. And but let's just say they lose against Minnesota. With yeah. Rodgers. They very well could have. Minnesota played a very good game. I mean, whatever. Yeah. But let's just say that they lose against Minnesota. And then they win these last two games. So you're talking about a 6-2 a and two team as opposed to a 4-4 four and four team. And it... Yeah, and, I, yeah, I, you know, obviously what happened happened. It's it's, But there is that part of you that has to say that. It'd be like if... It's... If... If the page... Well, I don't... That's not a very good comparison. If... LeBron went down yeah. in Cleveland. All of a sudden, are you going to be overly critical of how Cleveland's go- playing as a team to a certain extent? I don't think so. It's a different game, though, because it's basketball. Yeah. Because it's hard if, to say that because you can still... Hmm. If they had five guys play offense on basketball and then five different That's guys came true. in and played defense, it's one thing because you can be critical of one side of the ball whether your star is out there. That's why football is so complicated yeah. to, to, you know... But, and, like, that's what... What's hard? That's what's hard is people are like they're just way too reliant on Rodgers, and I go, yeah, wouldn't you be too? <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, oh, but that Cleveland team, they really depend on that LeBron James guy. Like, oh yeah, you think? Uh, <laughs> it's so it's such a weird. Yeah, no, I, thing. I and like, and that's what's hard about being critical of this offense and being you know because it's like. It's just different, and it's like, well, the defense. Why? Why should the defense still be bad? I don't know. The defense was built to win, to give put teams, hold teams to twenty four, not ten. And, and also to built to, to get turnovers, and they're not getting turnovers. They almost got a couple. <laughs> last and you wonder game. if it's. I mean, because teams are teams are going to be calling different games if they are playing keep up with Rodgers. And, he, and here's and right, and here's the other thing. I don't want to be what if guy up here. Right. But Let's be what if guys. Who cares? This because... is why. This is, I guess my, my point about it is that like, this is why like, there's still a little bit of time. I, maybe we should preach a little bit more patience for them to be figuring. No, no, no. And I and I, as much as I hate to say this, because again I sound like a homer, but I, I do think this team can make the playoffs. It's not out of the realm of possibility. No. And even with Brett Hundley going forward. Yeah, but the thing, the difference is, you get two turnovers against the Saints. You're gonna capitalize if you have Aaron Rodgers back there. 
that's where yeah. and then he goes up and scores two times and now the defense is playing a different ball game yep. where this is where I'm trying to back off on the capers talk which I do I'm very critical of him I do think he should be gone but God you got a different game defensively and offensively if you got 12 back there and mm-hmm. it's hard Isn't it? And yes, they rely on him, but like you said, yeah, you probably should because last year this team doesn't go six and zero in the last six games. Without if you don't play, per- arguably the best six game stretch I've ever seen anybody play quarterback before, ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watch a lot of football. That was arguably one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah, just like one guy taking his team one hundred percent on his back and just. Yep. You know, it's just, it's unfortunate. And don't play, yeah. we're not going to sit here and play crybaby because it sucks. We all know it no, sucks. We are. Everyone knows we it sucks. Are. No, we're going <laughs> to cry about it. I mean, Still everyone knows it about sucks. It. It's just. I like, yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, the last thing I'll say about it is I just get like some people like, oh, you guys just aren't that good without Rogers, huh? And I'm like, you know, like, and it's just, why do we? Yeah, of course we're not. It's right. so stupid. <laughs> it's so it's so mean. It's really mean, Tyler. And then I'll go, yeah, like yeah. Imagine what the Cubs would be if like Brizzo and Ryan got hurt. Brizzo and Ryan, like I just drives me nuts. How are yeah. the good of the '85 Bears about Walter Payton? Like, yeah, even though that team I mean was... they're all what ifs and they're right. whatever. I again, don't know. again, you can't play need, that we game. Shouldn't, we don't need to live in hypotheticals. Well, you know, Adrian Peterson wouldn't have 296 yards rushing if he wouldn't have had those two 70-yard runs. It's like, well, yeah, but he did have two 70-yard runs, so what I argument know. are you making here? <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah, well, Rodgers is down, so why are we saying what if Rodgers was there? We would be 6-1 and one, no. It's like, no, or 6-2. and two. And it's just like, well, yeah, but you can't play well, that game. Rodgers is well, gone. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what – I don't know. I guess I want to – because, yeah, these are winnable games because the defense is facing some bad offenses. Yeah. Like, and three really bad offenses in a row. <laughs> and is, Cleveland, now, is, is, is Cleveland after playing, Baltimore, or is it Tampa after Baltimore? Luck. Regardless, I don't, they, I don't know if they'd played two AFC teams in a row. But then again, I I don't fucking know. You know. Um. Let's see. Do 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 do. Where am I? Let's game Green Bay. Schedule. Um. Yeah, it goes Bears, Ravens, Steelers, Tampa Bay, Cleveland. But that's still a one, two, three, four. That's a five-game stretch where you can go four and one. Yeah, I agree. Um, because I mean, I don't know that they're um the Bears and the Ravens game. It's kind of a man. It's kind of a toss up. Well. The problem is, is both teams have a pretty decent defense, but they're still winnable games because. Here's the thing I'll say this about is, that: these are some, these are some teams that historically they the defense has beat up on bad offenses. Yeah, I'll say about this: Would Brett Hundley and the offense look any different if they were playing against a top five defense these last three weeks? I don't. Ooh, I don't think. It. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
if it doesn't matter if they're playing the Bears, the Ravens, or any other top tier defense, they still looked bad. Yeah. No matter who they, it, it doesn't. It the the vanilla calls the dumb. You know, you're not looking like it's not going to be any different. Mm-mm. You just got to improve at the end of the day. <laughs> you just got to play better, like you said. Mm-hmm. You know, and and if they're not going to, well, then guess what? The Packers aren't making the playoffs. They're going to get a high draft pick this year. And and definitely yeah. reconsider a lot of coaching things. I I mean, at the end, I do have to believe that Dom's on the hot seat. No matter how much we both think that there's not going to make a move midseason, but sometimes you got to do something to jolt the team. Yeah, because as much as we want to say we lost Rodgers and complain, there are about what six teams in the NFL that can be like, yeah, we lost our starting quarterback too, Christ River. Like the Vikings are six and two with Casey Keenum, like. There's only so much. You yeah, can but say is Case Keenum much different than what they had? Is is my the fall off? Oh, that's between, a really that's a really good point. <laughs> the fall off the fall off between Rodgers and Hundley isn't Bradford to Keenum or anybody else who's lost a starting quarterback. It'd be like, I mean, name another top tier quarterback. Even like Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes, I don't think they're any different. I don't no. think the Chiefs are now all of a sudden two and. Two and eight right now, or two and six right yeah. now with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Andy Reid. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like Matt Ryan, even. I don't think the Falcons are any different than what they are if they have a different quarterback. But, I think they yeah, still those, think they're four and four. I think ah, uh, uh, anyway. Um, you know what I'm saying, I mean, but you know what I mean. Yeah, maybe like, maybe not the Matt Ryan example, or maybe not. Let's yeah, look, the Matt let's, Ryan. Let's uh, let's let's uh, go to the, the greatest. The greatest quarterback in NFL history, according to a lot of people. Let's say he goes down. The Patriots making the playoffs, yeah. yes or no? No. Right now, he uh, goes down. I think yes. I say yes. You can win games with Brian Hoyer, a quarterback on the Patriots system. 100%. Oh, yep, yep, you're right. Yep. 100% you can. I don't know that they're winning the Super Bowl. I didn't say that. I said making the playoffs. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just adding to the conversation. And but, yeah. it's just, you don't. You don't see teams going from a Super Bowl favorite when their quarterback goes down to an outside chance of making the playoffs without him. Yeah, it's not it's not common. Because yeah, you have teams like yeah, like it's the Minnesota built teams are doing this a lot where they're building a really good team and then they draft a quarterback, a young quarterback. Like you saw it with the Saint with the uh, with the Seahawks. Uh, when they drafted Wilson, like they were able to pay and have that great team all around him mm-hmm. because they had a cheap option at quarterback. Um, but, but yeah, teams like the Vikings. Well, it's like another good example would be the Jaguars. The Jaguars are like their team built that will be there is zero difference between probably Bortles exactly. and his backup. It's because um, they're going to run the ball and they're going to play outstanding defense. Like look at the Broncos. I mean, now granted, they're they look at them. With, from Manning to Osweiler that year, they won the Super Bowl. Zero well, look at them this year. There's team... no difference in what they're doing now. Uh, it's just that their their offense just is not able to carry the defense the way it used to be able to. Right. But that's another example. That's the same defense that was beating people up, and it's starting to get a little bit exposed. Mm-hmm. Because that's just and that's just part of like you're around long enough, teams start going like, oh, okay, oh, this is what you do. This is what you do. Oh, this is what you do. What's that? What does that sound? Uh, for some reason, my text keeps showing up on the screen, whether or not I 
Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I'm trying to figure out why that's doing that. But anyway. Um, Anywho. Yeah, I don't know. It's almost like fantasy football. We're just talking in circles at this point. Yeah, like, we got a lot. We got a lot. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll we'll give a quick shout out to the Winter's Dozen Fantasy Football League because I've heard a few people trying to ask um, where can, the podcast is on. So, what's up, guys? Uh, do we, I suppose I'm not going to give any fantasy advice because uh, I'm. I'm in it to win it, and I don't want to give those guys any hints. The poop sandwiches the will be going I'm, down this week. Uh, yeah, Tim is Tim is Tim is doomed. Um, I got a nice start from Russell Wilson Friday night. I made a good decision not starting Peterson. I'm feeling good about mixing against the Titans. Zach Hansen or Zach's, Zach's team just keeps stepping up and winning barely every week. Well, he finally lost Elliot, and I can say this with confidence. I'd say this with a grain of salt because I have Elliot in two other leagues. One league where I'm seven and two, um, <laughs> but that one is I still have Ingram and Julio, and so I'm hoping. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's shout out. Well, sure. wait, hold on, wait. We'll we'll do something quick. Okay. Sorry, guys, for fran- for you podcast listeners that don't know. Yeah, that's stuck with us. This We're morning. giving a shout out right now via Snapchat yeah. to the Winters Dozen FFL. Sup? All right, that's it. All right, that's it for the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back hopefully Monday, recapping a back a Packers win or a blowout loss. <laughs> And then if, if they don't win, maybe we'll become a Badger podcast. Yeah. Well, go Bucks too, by the way. Oh, God. Yeah. Lee. Go Bucks. Yep. Go Badgers. Oh, yeah. Go all and Wisconsin winter, sports. Winter, 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 winter meetings coming up with the Brewers. Might make some big deals. All right. See no, ya. It's going to be exciting.